From time to time, we have questions raised by wives particularly, but also by husbands, about the question of submission. The scriptures, of course, teach submission. That is, that the wife is to be subject to her husband, as it is put in Ephesians 5, in the same way that the church is to be subject to Jesus Christ. Indeed, over in 1 Peter 3, the wives are told, Be submissive to your own husbands, even if some of them are disobedient to the word, so that they may be won without a word by the behavior of their wives. Now, this question of submission has been discussed before a number of times on this broadcast. I'm not going back and get into all of the aspects of that question again, but I would like to talk about one aspect or two uh, during this program and the one that follows. And the first question I'd like to ask is simply this, what does submission really involve? What does it boil down to? Everybody who believes the Bible, of course, must believe in submission because the Bible teaches it with no uncertain terms. Uh, in Ephesians 5, in three sentences that are critical, uh, we read that the wife is to be subject to her husband as the church is subject to Christ because the husband is the head over the church, as, uh, over his wife as Christ is the head over the church. And so this concept of submission is something that we simply cannot avoid. It cannot be talked uh, about in such a way that we can dismiss it, but it simply has to be dealt with as a fact of the scriptures. But what does it mean? That's the question that sometimes is not too clearly presented. And I'd like today to make clear to you, if you're a husband or if you're a wife, what submission is in the scriptures. In Ephesians the fifth chapter, one of the elements of submission comes to the front very plainly. We are told that the wife is to see to it that she respect her husband. That's, of course, in the very last verse, that summary verse of that fifth chapter of Ephesians that summarizes both the role of the husband and of the wife. But the wife is to see to it that she respects or reverences, as some translations have it, her husband. Now, does that mean that a wife has to respect those disrespectable things that a husband often does? I know in counseling very often when I have mentioned this verse, uh, because of the disrespectful attitude that the wife has toward her husband, and by the way, that's not a very infrequent kind of situation to find in counseling, or perhaps even in your own home, uh, I have often uh, said something about this matter of respect to a wife, and she has responded with words similar to this. Well, he's not a person anybody could respect. You can't respect a man who does, and then she goes on to list four or five things in front of him that uh, he has to reluctantly agree that he has been doing. But you see, she misses entirely the point that a wife must respect her husband, whether he is a respectable character or not. Well, you say, how can somebody be respected uh, who doesn't uh, command that respect, who isn't respectable? And that, of course, is the big issue. Well, the answer to that is very simple. Uh, the Army has a way of putting it. They say, you don't salute the man, you salute the uniform. And you see, that's precisely what's happening here. It's not a matter of respecting a husband because of what he is or what he isn't in and of himself. But it's a matter of the wife respecting her husband because of the authority that God has placed in the husband. In effect, it boils down to this, 
that just as you salute the uniform and thereby show respect for the authority of the U.S. government, so you uh, salute the husband by showing respect and thereby show respect for the authority of God invested in that husband. The point of it all is simply this, that it is God that you are respecting, God's authority invested in this man, God's order of things that you are acknowledging when you respect your husband. It doesn't matter whether he can fill out the uniform or not from this viewpoint. Of course, when we talk to the husband, we have to tell him that it is his obligation to fill out that uniform, that he ought to be a respectable person who, uh, whom the uniform fits in every respect. But we're not talking to the husband about his role at the moment. We're talking today about the fact that there are wives who must submit to a husband who is not very respectable. And when they must submit to him, that means, first of all, that they must show deference to and respect for the authority of God that is invested in him. That's why, of course, in 1 Peter 3, 1, those wives are told to be submissive to their own husbands even when they are disobedient to the scriptures. You see, the fact of, of disobedience, the fact of the husband's disrespectable behavior has nothing to do with the submission of the wife. She submits because he is a husband, and a husband has been placed in a certain role by Jesus Christ. That's the first point about submission that needs to be cleared up. The second point is simply this. Submission has another side to it, and that is obedience. Respect and obedience are the two elements that make up submission. Obedience, you see, comes to the fore in 1 Peter 3, very plainly when we say, uh, see that a wife is to be submissive to her husband, verse 5, as Sarah obeyed Abraham. Now, the matter of obedience is something that's very difficult for a woman to take today. We live in a disobedient society. People don't want to be managed. They don't want to be told what to do. People are trying to become more and more independent of authority around them on all hands. And so obedience is the last thing that a woman wants to hear today. But you see, obedience again is obedience to God because it is God who is telling her to obey that husband. Uh, how far that obedience goes, we will take up in the next broadcast. I want to go into that in some more detail because there are limitations upon the husband's right to command his wife to do something and there are limitations upon how much the wife should obey. But as for now, let's simply repeat what Ephesians 5 says, that she is to obey her husband in everything. And we'll put it this way, that means everything that a husband has the authority to order his wife to do. Uh, the next broadcast we will show that there are things in which a husband does not have an authority to order his wife to do something. But insofar as a husband's authority has been granted by God, a wife must obey it. She has no option and no right to do otherwise. And what a wife takes upon herself, the authority to do what she pleases, as she pleases, in disobedience to her husband, she really dishonors and disobeys God, the one who invested that authority in the husband. All right, wives, you're sitting there bristling. I know you are right now, but don't get upset with me. You investigate Ephesians 5 once again, beginning at verse 22, and you look over 1 Peter 3 once again, and see if you don't agree that God has said that submission boils down to two things, respect for your husband, 
that is, the authority that God has granted him as a husband in his role as the head of that home, and secondly, obedience to him whenever he doesn't ask you to do something that is in violation of a clear commandment of God. And if you find yourself rebellious about these matters, you need to sit down and ask God's forgiveness. And as you ask his forgiveness, then turn from where you are before him in prayer and go to your husband and seek his forgiveness and tell him that you want to be a person who respects the authority that he wears and who obeys his word. Lord, we pray that you will help those who are listening today to understand without bias and prejudice what your word says. We pray that you will bring conviction to those who have been guilty of violating the word of God. And we pray that you will give help and courage to those who need to do what they must do in order to bring their lives into conformity to it. For this we ask in Christ's name and for his sake. Amen.